0: Welcome to the Mindset Mashup. I'm your host, Michelle Saro, TV host on Extra, mindset and media strategist, speaker and author on gratitude, and I dig deep to bring you closer to your best life in this unapologetically authentic and soul-centered podcast. The Mindset Mashup is a compilation of real talks focused on epic mindset rituals and routines to help you get after your passion and potential. Tune in each Monday for inspirational guests who reveal their mindset must to help you optimize what matters most, self-love, impact, and fulfillment. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Mindset Mashup. I'm really happy that you're here, and especially today because this one's going to be so cool. You're going to love the mindset that we unpack with my guest today, Jake Ballantyne. I would also like to say he's a bit of a friend, a newer friend in my life that I have been so blessed to meet and connect with. I attended his first annual Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Summit Last month, which would have been January, if you're listening in real time in downtown Los Angeles. And he's just such a good soul, a force of good. He's an author of Your Number One Goal, a contributing author in Jack Canfield's Living the Success Principles, and the host of Authors, Speakers, and Coaches podcast. And in the last five years, he's presented at hundreds of events, inspiring well more than 250,000 people. With his unique brand of motivation and positivity. As a young student, Jake was considered learning disabled and he didn't read a book until he was 18 years old. Through the help of great mentors and a commitment to succeed, he was able to overcome his challenge and went from being a kid that could barely read and barely graduated high school to a successful college graduate, motivational speaker, and author. He might sing us a little ditty on his guitar in the middle of this interview, which I'm dying over. I loved so much. And he's been a special angel in my life. You know, a lot of you guys know my business and my mission has truly uh, skyrocketed in ways that I'm extremely blessed by. But with that, as Jake says in this conversation, you know, each new level is a new devil. And by the way, I'd never heard that. who is it true? And so he's been a guide for me just to help me stay centered and get clear that everything is okay and that everything is aligning as it should and that I can relax. Oh yeah. He's been a beautiful force for good in my life. And so for that, this is a really special conversation because he unpacks uh, the power of a positive mindset and being really focused on not focusing on so much that you lose inspired action, momentum, and that it really is about just trusting yourself to take those first steps and allowing yourself to be called by the mission and by the pool. And he is a man who stepped up in ways that just continue to surprise and move so many people that have just gleaned such value from the way he serves and the way he gives. And for him, it really is about serve, 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 give, give, give. And with that in mind, I can't wait for you guys to listen because you're going to get so clear on going forward, taking action, allowing yourself to be in service, and not getting caught up in perfection that you don't allow yourself to just get into action. So with that being said, I'm super excited for you to enjoy this conversation between me and Jake Ballantyne. Here we go. I'm so excited that you have joined the Mindset Mashup. Hello, Jake. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Michelle.
0: Yes. Okay. So if you're listening in real time, this is going to be about mid-March. I'm not exactly sure when we are releasing this, but it's February 26th today. Where are you right now?
1: I am in my office in Sacramento, California.
0: Do you know up until this moment, for some reason, I thought you lived in Pasadena.
1: I grew up in Pasadena. I'm from Pasadena ah. originally. I live in Sacramento, California. That's probably because I, I haven't actually changed my social media stuff to say that I don't live in Pasadena because it's just honestly I've moved around a lot in the last decade. And yes. so I just kinda say that's that's my home. I'm yes. from Los Angeles. I'm a Los Angeles guy, though I've lived in a bunch of different places. So I don't know. And you're traveling That's quite a why. bit. I've been in 49 states in the last uh, five years.
0: What? So, And how many people have you spoken in front of? Because I read a number and I was like, are you kidding me? Can I tell you what I read? Uh-huh. 250,000 people, you have touched that many lives or more.
1: I, it's definitely more than that now. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I, I And, you know, because <laughs> because there was a while where I was doing anywhere between... Uh, 60 to 80 live presentations in front of high schools or middle schools every single year. Yeah, And so, I mean, you just, you get a lot, you know, you end up talking to a lot of people and some of those events that I spoke at, yeah, I went to high schools and middle schools, but then also I was doing a lot of leadership conferences where sometimes they'd have, 3,000 teenagers there. Sometimes they'd have 5,000 teenagers there. And it's a really cool experience to do that. I, I do that. I still do that on occasion. That's not my main focus now. I'm more working with adults and speaking with adults and doing my own workshops and speaking at other people's seminars and those kind of things. But there's an energy that comes with speaking to a large crowd. And then there's even a bigger energy of speaking to young minds, you know, Mm -hmm. speaking to someone who's 16, 17 years old, someone who wants to, they just have so much energy and they want to improve their lives. And there's so much possibility. There's just possibilities. That's it. And they have so much energy and that that's an incredible experience.
0: I can only imagine that must be so fulfilling. Now, how would you say your message has changed going from working with primarily adolescents and teenagers to adults? A lot less than you would think. I thought you were going to say that. I mean, at the end of the day, I always say, can you just talk to me like I'm a five-year-old? That's what I need, right? And not because it's condescending, but because I think we're all the same. We need it to still down to basics. And it's really simple truths that transform lives.
1: Yeah. And, and you said five-year-old. I like to think about it as the 15-year-old version yeah. of yourself. And right. when it comes down to it, all people are still that 15-year-old kid mm. who's showing up to a new school wondering, who can I sit with at lunch? Right. That's, that's everyone. That's everyone. When will when you're like an me. adult, yeah, will they like me? What are they going to think about me? What are, what are other people going to think? What kind of an attitude are they going to have towards me? At the end of the day, the things that hold people back from promoting their business are usually the same things that held them back from asking that girl to prom when they were 16.
0: Oh it's my the gosh. same
1: kind of insecurities that come up. And so when talking to teenagers my whole message was about how, you know what? We all have the right people and we all have the wrong people in our lives. Mm -hmm. We need to focus on the right people who are there to lift us up. And the people who are the quote unquote wrong people, it's not about you, it's about them. So just let that go and focus on the people who lift you up. I also tell them how they're better than they think they are and they can do so much more than they think they Mm -hmm. can. And that there's unbelievable potential of what they can do if they're willing to put in the work and to believe that they can. And at the end of the day, with adults, it's the same thing. It's the same message. We're all just that. We're all just big kids and we all have the same problems. And I was really surprised as I started to work with adults because at the beginning, I created all this sophisticated stuff. You know, I tried to be so sophisticated. And after I got into it and really dug into it and started working with many, many, many adults, I just realized that, now we're all just those big kids and we all just have the same insecurities. And the thing that's holding us back from the success we want is not the big plan. It's not anything. It's not a plan. It's not a strategy. It's that we're being held back because we have fear, we have scarcity, we have doubt, and we're worried about what other people are going to think about us.
0: Absolutely. It's mindset, which is 100%. why you're on the show. And you know, <laughs> I was super fortunate to get to attend your first annual Speakers, Authors, Coaches Summit, which was just, what, last month, January? Yep, yep. Yeah, and it was downtown LA. And I think that's why, for some reason, I thought you were Pasadena. I thought it was local. But it was really an extraordinary three-day summit. And I loved how the first day was all around mindset because if we couldn't get access to who we really are and, and what we were there for, then what was the point of going through strategy and all the other stuff? I learned a lot from you there. One of the things that you recommended to me was to build a community. And then I did. I have since built that Facebook live challenge community where you've been an active member and I appreciate it, but it's because you know, the power of community, let's talk about what you've built on Facebook and, and the impact that's been making on 5,000 lives and more.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much. So it's the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network. This is a community of people who want to make a difference in the world. I I call them message-driven entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. There are people who, you know, they say, well, I'm a speaker, or I'm a coach, or I'm an author, or I'm a podcaster, I'm a blogger, whatever. I don't like to think about it that way. When it comes down to it, you're a messenger, and these are all tools to get your message out. Yes, And so I've built this community of not right now, as we sit, we're right around 5,000 people. Yes. And it's people who want to make a difference. They, they want to make a living making their difference. And what I have found through this process is growing a community. And I'm not talking about a Facebook group. That's not what I mean. Tony Robbins had a community long before any social media platform existed. I'm talking about a like-minded group of people that you are serving. Yes. The people that you serve. And it's interesting that before when we were talking about fear and scarcity mm. is that people who want to grow their business, what they'll do is at the beginning, they'll say, okay, I need to make sales. I need to make sales. I need to make sales. And so they're just focused on the things they think they need to do to make sales. And they're completely neglecting the foundation. Mm. Where if they were to focus on, you know, let go of this idea of I need to make sales today and build a foundation, which is, what some people call a following, some people call a tribe, some people call their platform, whatever. I like the word community because we can be a leader inside of that community. But when you focus on the foundation, something really interesting happens. If you stop thinking about making sales today, you're going to make a lot more sales tomorrow. If you just focus on that foundation, service, giving, and you become a trusted expert and leads and sales, they, they become a natural byproduct.
0: It's so true. And that's another big reason why I had to have you on the, on the podcast because I come from that point of view. For nine years, I've been on TV. And some would say, oh, it looks like she's TV host. Really, it's direct response. I've been uh-huh. responsible for very aggressive and ambitious sales quotas virtually uh-huh. every single time I go on air. And something shifted in me last year after going to a big Tony Robbins event that you probably know about, Date With Destiny. And uh-huh. I know you love him and you have some yeah. other mentors, which I want to talk about here. But I got a, a fundamental shift and it was like, don't sell serve And when I came from that mindset and that foundation, as you say, everything shifted. And then it wasn't even about upselling, it was upserving. So I love that you come from that premise. And at that three-day author-speakers-coaches summit that I attended of yours, which was so epic, that was the main message, speaker after speaker, and you had such iconic Authentic people in your summit and you as well the community just felt like it was all service centric so I want to thank you for that but I want to dive into that because some people might be thinking, okay that's awesome and I subscribe to that philosophy that's why we're here right um, that's why they listen because they know that that's what I'm all about but how then does that translate into I need cash yesterday Jake what do you say to that because at the end of the day we do still have families to provide and bills to
1: well, I'm going to say something that might sound counterintuitive, but what I'm saying is what I'm talking about about building a foundation, that not only is the most effective way to bring in sales, it's also the fastest way to bring in real sales. Now, you may be able to go out and hunt and go get a sale today, but I'm talking about that's the fastest way to bring in consistent sales. Because if you say, I'm going to look for a shortcut to make a sale today, now that might work, but it's, it's not going to help you long-term. That's not going to help you with, the, with the, what you actually want. What you There's really no, want is consistency.
0: Yes, that's right. Right. There's no long-term investment there from a community point of view. You yes. might buy that Facebook ad and generate a lead and they might come in and do one session or buy a digital course or a book or whatever. But what does that mean in terms of being able to continue to serve them right, and totally. growing together? Totally. And you mentioned ads. Ads are
1: fantastic. But the thing is, is that in terms of a sale coming through, there's two types of buyers. There is the impulsive buyer who they're going to buy things right now. And then there's people who they take more time. And the vast majority of people are the ones who are going to take more time. What a lot of people end up doing, and they end up shooting themselves in the foot long term, is they're doing the ad for that short-term buyer. And if they're lucky, they break even. Mm -hmm. but they're missing the whole benefit, which is now I can bring all those people into my community. What an ad should be doing is simply paying for your marketing to bring people into your community, people who are following you so that they can consume your content Mm -hmm. and get to know you over time. And every month, if you're doing it right, sales should get easier and easier and easier. So I'll say something kind of controversial, but if you need money like today, then you should probably get a job is probably what you could do.
0: Yes. Right. Like take care of the basics so you're not stressed and that will free you up to then get after you what you think your mission and purpose is.
1: Totally. Because, because if you're now doing what you say is your mission and purpose, but when you see someone and you're seeing dollar signs in their eyes, instead of, I want to serve them, that's a very different approach. Now I'll say this, when you come up and you show up with service, the sales become easier. And they become faster and they become, but when it comes to mindset, what I would tell someone who says, look, but I need to make this work right now. I'd say, okay, I need you to trust me. and I need you to let go of this need, this you know, holding on, thinking you know exactly how it's going to work. I want you to let go of that. And now all I want you to do is next time you get on a call, instead of thinking, how can I trick them into buying from me? All I want you to do is talk to that person and actually provide real value for them yes. and think about yourself more like a doctor. What you're going to do is you're going to diagnose what's going on with them. You're going to prescribe a solution and you're going to talk to them about what it would look like working with them moving forward. Yes. If you're just looking for fits, you're looking for the right fit instead of looking for anyone and everyone to buy from you. But when you show up with that attitude you show up, you're really trying to help them. You diagnose them with what's going on. You prescribe some kind of solution. And then at the end of the day, every call I'm on, it ends the same way. When I'm on a call with someone, I say the same thing every time. I say, look, this is what we can do for you. Now you can go off and do this on your own. But if you'd like support with it, I can help you with that. Yes. And then they either say yes or they say no. Either way, I don't care. I don't care either way because my attitude is I'm here to serve. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you this, when I was here to sell, I made a lot less sales than when I started focusing on service. So the mindset of what do I do? But no, I need to make sales now. I'm telling you, you're going to make more sales if you focus on service. It's so much easier. It happens so much better and just think about it. The yes. days of the hardcore closer, the the sleazy sales tactics, no. we all heard it. We all yeah. know it. We know every bit of it. Mm-hmm. So if we let go from that, because or rather, if you think how do you want to be sold? You know, when's the last time you bought something at this same kind of level? How did that go? Was it because someone pressured you or was it because they helps you feel comfortable with the situation.
0: Well, that's exactly it. No one is ever buying a product a good or a service. They're only buying the emotional equivalent that they think that thing will give them. So when you can speak to them, to their issues, their problems, you know, what's going on with them, then you have a better inroad, but it's coming from such a genuine place, right? You're there to serve. You think that you could probably solve some of those problems for them. You've got the solution, but it's not about a matter of like, always be closing mindset. And you said something the other day in your group, because I'm definitely a member of your, your community, which I love what you're cultivating there. And you posted something along the lines Of you probably know it verbatim, maybe.
1: Maybe you said
0: something. I was like, oh, that's so good, Jake. And I wish I had written it down. But it was like, don't focus on what you need, focus only on what your ideal client needs, their problem. Be that solution.
1: Focus on what they want. I think I talked about engagement. A lot of people are concerned about engagement. I'm not getting engagement on my social media. Mm. And that's because everything that you're posting is about you. Mm. Everything you're posting. And even if you say, look, I'm doing a service post. But then at the end of that post, it says something about if you want more, book a call. And and look, it, people can see through it. Focus mm. on what they want. Focus on what they want. And you're going to get so much more of what you want. So if you say, okay, what do my ideal clients want? What are they looking for? Mm-hmm. What do they want What do they want when they're scrolling on their phone? Mm -hmm. What do they want to see on there? What do they want to engage with? What do they want to know? What do they want to learn? And if you focus on that, you're going to get so much more engagement. When you focus on what they want, you're going to get more people on a call with you. If you focus on what they want, you're going to get more people to buy your products. If you focus on what they want, you're going to get more people to book you as a speaker. And I'll tell you this. So before I was a speaker long before this was my career. So, you know, now I'm really focused more on being a coach. Before that, I was a speaker. Before that, I was a full-time musician. That's that used right. to be my, my career. And I was never like a rock star or anything like that, but I made a living touring around and playing what was your instrument? And venues. I play guitar. I have a guitar right over there. Uh, I, acoustic I, I or still, electric or both? I mean, I play both, but usually I was playing solo gigs where I was playing Acoustic versions of top 40 songs from the last 50 years. No way. So- you want
0: to bust one out for us right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this know, is spontaneous. Do you, do you yes! seriously
1: want that? I don't yeah, know if this a is minute. in tune. Hold okay. on a sec.
0: Stand by, everyone. Make sure you head on over, though, and I'll put it all in the show notes, but Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network on Facebook, and it really is a community, and you get so much value there, and, and I don't know how Jake does it. He's extremely high touch, and he's cultivated a community that is deeply connected and he's been extremely helpful for me so he's actually offered me some really beautiful private coaching especially as i'm growing uh in my community and in so many places right now it's it feels like it's a 10xing so oh here he goes anyway so i'm a big fan jake no way i might have to get this on video like right now hold on a second well this is on video but they they're not going to see it forever until i launch my youtube channel. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to, hold on a sec. Okay. I love that you just said, let's just spontaneously do this. Heck yeah! (laughs) Earlier, you talked about, we talked about how we're all just big kids and we all just have fear and that's really what's going on. At the end of the day, what do we really need to be successful? We really need to have this idea that everything's going to work out, everything's going to be fine and we're going to be okay. So, it's oh. one of my very favorite songs. Okay. Oh, I love this song. Don't worry about a thing. Oh, I love it. Because every little thing going to be all right. Saying don't worry about a thing. Cause every little thing gonna be all right. Woo! Rise up this morning, smile at the rising sun. Three little birds outside my door singing sweet songs of melodies pure and true. Singing. This is my message to you. This is my message to you.
0: (laughs) Thanks in the house. No way. That's one of my favorite songs. Oh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. How awesome was that, you guys? (laughs) Oh, that was so cool. I love that.
1: I'm so glad that you just asked me to bust that out. That was fun.
0: That was fun. And by the way, that has never happened on this podcast. And now I'm thinking I'm going to have to have more and more people do that. That was fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So what I was trying to say though, was that I'm not the most talented musician in the world. I'm not even the most talented of my friends at the time, but yet I started making a living playing music where all my friends weren't and they couldn't figure out why how are you able to do this and and I'm not how is this going on what's happening anyway so basically what I did was I started looking at the places that paid to have entertainers come and I started looking at you know their websites started looking at you know who they had and things like that and I did something really revolutionary such a big crazy idea I picked up the phone and I t- I called the places and I asked them hey what do you like in the musicians that you hire what do you not like in the musicians that you hire and they told me all sorts of things and i called you know 10 or 15 of them and i just started asking them questions what do you like what do you not like and then i literally i took notes on everything they said and the copy that i put on my website was literally their words no saying way. that i do this and i do that and i said it in their exact words you know a combination of you know 10 to 15 different places and then when I contacted them and said, Hey, I'd love to come perform at your venue. You know, here's my website. You can find out a little bit more about what I do. And I became booked like crazy. You know, I was I was booking four to five nights a week. A lot of this was in Los Angeles. You know, I, I played four to five nights a week in Los Angeles for a couple of years. Then I moved to a couple other places doing it. But point is is that I focused on what they wanted instead of what I wanted. Now, I still slipped in stuff that I wanted as well. You know, I had original songs and things that I wanted to share and different things that I cared about, that whatever. But for the most part, I was doing what they wanted. I was doing what they wanted. And I got so much more of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I carried that along with me in everything that I've done since. When I started speaking, you know, really my whole, how I got into speaking was after a while playing in these clubs and venues, I, I got into music to promote a positive message. Mm. And I started feeling like performing for people while they drank alcohol was not really doing that. That wasn't what I wanted. And so I went back to school and I was going to become a counselor. That was my idea. I I have a bachelor's degree in psychology. I was going to get a master's degree in counseling. By the way,
0: hold on, pause for everyone listening. What you may not realize is that up until you were 18, you hadn't even read a book, right? You were no. labeled when you were younger, so this is an extraordinary transformation, and by the way, also a beautiful testimony to mindset
1: a hundred percent
0: right i mean that 's just what 's so beautiful about you
1: thank you, thank you no, so yeah i didn 't read a book cover to cover till I was eighteen. I was considered learning disabled right, and to be honest, I still struggle reading that that 's yeah. not something that 's changed. But, and I was kicked out of school my first try through because of, because of grades and things like that. And anyway, I went back to school later on in life. And, and finished was, and got a degree. Finished, got a degree. And I was, the plan was to go and get a master's degree in, in counseling and go and be a counselor. But while I was doing that, I had this crazy idea of what if I started combining speaking, which is something I've always been good at, just a mm. natural talent. What if I combined speaking with music mm. and really started u- using music to make a difference? And I had no idea it would turn into a career. I had no idea that there was even a business around it. Mm. And after I found out that there was, I I dove in headfirst. I stopped applying for any master's program or really even cared about it at that point. I said, this is what I'm doing. So I went all in. But my first step was the same thing. Okay, what do these people want? So yeah, I did a couple on my own as a volunteer and things like that at the beginning, but I started reaching out to principals and I tell people this all the time to reach out to your, your buyers and they said, well, I don't, I don't know any. And I'm like, so go
0: meet them. So go You're meet right. people. It's not that hard. Do a so, Google search, pick up the phone. So Be yeah, resourceful. I,
1: yeah, exactly. I just started calling and yeah. I just started calling and making phone calls and asking them about what do they like in their assembly presenters? Mm. What do they like? What are they not like? What do you need more of? What do you mm. need less of? What, what irritates you what all that kind of stuff and i just went with that idea and that mindset i'm just here to learn i'm just here to learn what it is that you want and then i was able to book so much more because i was i was giving them what they wanted i created a website that was based around what they had told me they wanted and business is really that simple it's understand who you want to serve yes. figure out what they want and then give them what they want that's, that's really right. that's really it
0: it's so beautiful. And it can, by the way, work in B2B and B2C and on social media, which is what you're talking about yes. amongst some of the big problems that some of your, some of your community members face, right? Which is, Hey, I'm posting all about me, 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 but well, they're not saying that, but, and I'm not getting engagement. Well, are you speaking to what your ideal client is going through? Are you speaking from their mindset, which is the before they work with you, before they buy your course or enroll with you, right? And now you can deliver the hero aspect of it, but first you got to guide them there by letting them know that you can relate and you empathize with what their struggle is. Yes. That's what you do so beautifully. That's what you guided us through in the summit. And then by the way, this whole principle that is so cool that you're talking about, because so many people listening, I know are, a lot of my listeners are always looking for that one key for that next step. They might be at a certain level and they've hit a plateau and it's like, ah, how do I go to that next level? Right. But it's always so simple. Focus on what your ideal client needs and go serve that and make it be known that that's what you're all about. But yeah. you also talk a lot about this concept that's three little words, not three little birds. It's ready, fire, aim, yeah. which is counterintuitive, but it's how you've built your entire business. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So
1: ready, fire, aim is a principle that, that I learned from Jack Canfield in the book, The Success Principles. And the idea and the concept of it is, let's say that you're shooting at a target, right? Let's say you're, you're, and I'm not like, it's funny, because I've shot a gun like three times in my life. But like, let's say that you're shooting <laughs> at a target, and you're just waiting to get just aiming just perfectly, you're aiming just perfectly, mm. you're taking your time to aim and aim and aim. <laughs> and then you finally take that shot. And then you realize the scope is off. And it's, it's up and to the right, where if you would have just taken that first shot, you mm. would already known that it yes. was off and to the right, and then you could you could adjust. And so yes, we still got to get ready. I'm not just saying just go and launch without getting ready. Get ready. And then what most people do is they get ready and then they aim and then they aim and then they aim and then they aim and then they, aim, and then they never take any action. That's right. What we really need to do is get ready, know what it, what it is that we want, take action and then look for feedback and adjust.
0: Yes. That's
1: a much quicker way to get where we want and be open to, not just be open to feedback, but expect that you're going to have problems the first time through. Yes. What I see a lot is that people, they spend so much time on that aim part that when they finally take action, they got their blinders on because they're like, I can't go through that again. I can't, right. I can't do all that again. I can't do all that work again. That was too much work. I need to make this work. And so I saw last week, I saw one of the founders of Constant Contact, You know, they, they started this out of the, someone's attic. they created this business, sold it for over a billion dollars. And he talked about a concept. This is not an original concept, but what he reiterated this. He said, what you really want to do is create your MVP, create your minimum viable product, mm-hmm. get it out, and then get feedback from the people that you want more of. Yes. So that's what they said they did. They, they put it out and then they started asking, what do you think about this? What would you like to be different? How would you like to, can you test this for us? What do you want different? And then they created the product for the people Mm -hmm. rather than trying to find the people that fit into the product.
0: I love that. Now, you know this. In my very fast career in this new space, and I'm still dabbling in the old space and just allowing them to merge and be holistic, but it's only been ready, fire, aim. Ready, fire, 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 aim. (laughs) And so now, after I've been out there very visibly and growing very quickly, I'm now beginning to refine. And you gave me great advice at the summit. You're like, because I was struggling with, well, what am I even really doing? And what do people think I do? You know, what are those two... is there a discrepancy? And you said, ask them, Mm -hmm. ask the people who've invested in you. And I love that advice. And so I want to share it here. If you've got anyone who's invested in you or who's following you or who's engaged with you, maybe ask them, you know, Hey, what do you think I do? Or why did you invest in me? Or what drew you to me? And is it different now that you're working with me than when you started? Is there any feedback and be willing to hear it? You know, because that will then begin to shape where you might fire next. Yes. Right? Yes. And I love that. And, and that will be like an aiming that's almost a reverse engineering. But I work with so many coaches in, in my masterminds, and many of them are professional researchers and scientists, I call them. They, they're <laughs> always aiming, always aiming. Yes. You know, I'm like, take some damn action. It's been nine months. You know, yes. get, get out there. And so some of them are, but some of them still aiming, you know, and it's like because I know what it is. Well, at least I think I know what it is. It's, it's just being so worried they'll fail or what will others think? You know, yeah. so you're safe in the cocoon of aiming. But when yes. you fire, you put yourself out there and you learn so much more quicker. You agree?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. That idea that professional researcher, the professional scientist, <laughs> they'll often refer to themselves as perfectionists. And the truth is, is it's fear masked as practicality. I love it's that. saying, no, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I'm trying to make a great product. And I'm telling you, no you're afraid to put out a product that's not perfect yet. Yes. And what I'm saying is it won't be perfect until you put it out.
0: That's right. And be willing to put out something that like, let's say you are recovering perfectionist like myself and you put out B or B minus work. There's a typo or an error or it's not perfect. It's like, it's okay. You know, that has been the greatest liberation for me. It's like, it's okay. Because so many people are not even willing to take that step out of their comfort zone, right? Or out of their research mode. So the fact that you're there, you're already winning. You're ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. it's it's kind of interesting. I was just thinking about this today. This is the first time I've ever said this. I just thought of. I just had this realization today, and that is, over the last year, I've been busier than I've ever been in my life. I've yes. been more busy than I've ever been before. Prior to this year, I took a lot of time on making my content as good as it could be. Mm. And now, I just kind of wing it. Yeah and now I just kinda like I just put stuff out because I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time to overthink it. Now there's definitely live videos helps with al- algorithms and stuff like that. For sure. I do I do live videos because I don't have to edit and I don't have to upload it.
0: Oh dude, that's you're speaking why, my language. Yes. That's why
1: that's why <laughs> I do live videos. But here's what I found that is so interesting. Mm. I've had more success with my content, more engagement with my content, more results that I'm looking for with my content since I stopped caring about them being perfect, since I just started speaking my mind, speaking my truth, and not worrying about mistakes. Mistakes happen because I'm more concerned about putting out a piece of content every day. I tell people to put something out every day and they go, how can I do that? Because they're thinking they need to spend eight hours on each of these pieces of content. I go like this morning, I ended up doing like a 15 minute video in my group, I had an appointment that canceled and I thought, I should do a video. What should I talk on? And then I, boom, I had this thought and I had this idea and, and I just went. What was your topic? I talked about stop chasing your clients and let Mm. them come to you.
0: Yes. Trusting in that, letting go. And they do come tenfold.
1: Absolutely. And and it was about this same idea about focusing on what they want. Because if you create what they want, they will come to you. That's right. If you're creating what they want, you'll attract more of them. You're going to attract people. So I just had a thought and then I started talking. And some people, I've even had, I've had a few people say things like, you know, your, your videos, you're not, you're not very formal or you're not. And I just go, well, that's not me. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not very formal. I'm not. I'm just me, I'm gonna talk the same way on a video as I would if you came into my office and we were sitting on this couch that's over there. Yes, so that, that's what I want. I want people to have a personal insight with me. And so anyway, what I realized was, is that when we think that spending more time on our content's gonna make it better, The truth is, is just trusting yourself and putting it out is going to make it better.
0: I love that. And I love how you were talking about how, you know, people have said, how can you put out content every single day? You know, I mean, because they imagine they'd have to spend so much time on it. And I always say on this podcast and in real life that nobody's looking for perfect. They're looking for real. And so you showing mm-hmm. up like love in that. your car doing lives and the way that you show up informally, its I, I have a very similar mindset, which is why we've magnetized to each other, because I believe that authenticity and vulnerability and keeping it real is what people want. And coming from TV where everything's so perfect and glamorous and I mean, like I wish I look like in real life the way I look like on TV, <laughs> right? They got the filters and the lights and the set and the outfits and the whole thing. And it's like, oh, but I just love being me so much more. Right, and that's turns out what people love too, so we can if we can trust in that more, was it scary for you in the beginning though, to go from that shift? You had to because you didn't have enough time, but in the beginning, was it a shift because you went from carefully crafted content to just letting it rip
1: yeah it it was it was scary at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was scary to do that because I was worried about judgment, I was worried about all of that kind of stuff, and the funny thing was is I didn't really get over it until I had to make a choice of if I'm going to worry about that, I'm not going to put anything out. If it has to be perfect, it won't happen. Right. And so then I just, I just did it and I just Just let go. Okay.
0: So you just now, that's the ready, fire, aim concept, right? That's that formula. And by the way, virtually every single entrepreneur or thought leader or world, world leader that I've had a privilege to connect with and you ask them how they did anything, it's always the same exactly what you just said just now. I just did it, right? I just just did did it. it. I stopped thinking about it and I took inspired action, which is what I love about it. Who've been your mentors? What would you say like top two, three most influential mentors for you?
1: If I talk about top two, three, most influential mentors, you know, it's a tough, tough question because there's so many great ones, but I would put... We won't tell them. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Well, you know... I would obviously put Tony Robbins up there, even though I don't know him personally, but I would definitely put him up there because, man, he's had such an impact on me, all of his content. And he's like the guy. He's like the main guy that everyone quotes and everyone talks about, but it's just that he's made such an impact, such an incredible impact on me.
0: When did you attend your first live event of his? You know, it's funny.
1: I didn't attend a live event until last year.
0: Mine was just less than
1: two years ago. Okay, so last year was the first live event. But I had had every single, I mean, every single audio program that he had, I've had for years and had memorized. It was funny because when I went to UPW, I was thinking that it was going to be like, hey, I have this album memorized. And then it's like I'm seeing it live like a concert, you know, like. Like oh yeah it's cool but it's just the same stuff just and and I was my mind was so open because I was like wait a second I thought I knew everything about what he what he has to share and it turned out I knew nothing
0: very little right it's totally different being in an arena with him and it will be an arena I'd like to say a room but let's let's be clear it's an arena yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. which UPW did you go to
1: uh, San Jose
0: I was there. That's when everything shifted for me in business. I left San Jose. I was at the airport and I launched my first mastermind from my iPhone. I talk about it all the time. I didn't have a website. I didn't even have an invoice. And by the time I landed in LA, it was nearly sold out. It was That's amazing. Thing, and it was because of that closing the gap exercise on day three that Joseph McClinton takes us through. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah if you, you know, if you could, you know, don't put any rules, like just imagine, just close that gap. And I mean, it was magic for me. That's so cool that you were there. Yeah. too, Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going,
1: <laughs> you're going in LA in a couple of weeks, right?
0: That's right. And you'll okay. be there, right?
1: I'll be there. Yeah. I'll oh be there. Oh
0: gosh! Well, we're going to have to sync up and do a live or something.
1: Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. I would so, love it. Other, and then I'd say the second one is Jack Canfield. He's yes. had a huge impact on me. And then I, I do know him personally. I was able to be in one of his books recently. He put out a book called Living the Success Principles. And uh, I got to write a chapter in that. Ah. Uh, his, his work has had such a profound impact on me, both in business and in personal life.
0: He's coming on this show. We just confirmed it.
1: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I'm uh, very is, grateful.
0: He was a massive influence on my life as well. And you're a certified trainer through his work, right?
1: Yes, I am. Yes, yes I am. Okay. Yeah, he's been amazing. What an incredible person he is. Yes.
0: And then the third one is is a guy
1: named Josh Ship. He might be someone that not as many people know, but Josh Ship was my first coach, was my first business trainer. You know, someone I went to at the beginning because he was basically the most successful guy in the youth market that there had been. And, you know, I decided I wanted to be a youth speaker. And even from the beginning, I said, okay, I need to go to someone who knows what they're doing. And so I became a part of his program. Then from there, I I joined a a mastermind that he put on. Mm -hmm. And that's what really took things off for me when I did that. You You invested in yourself. That's right. And I've continued to do the same thing ever since then, Mm -hmm. on and on and on. And, you know, I, I don't think that a coach without a coach is a very... I don't think that's an alignment. It's weird to say that you need to have coaching, but then not be paying for it yourself, not yes. be doing it yourself. Totally agree. Yeah, anyway, if I were to say top two or three, it would definitely be those Those three have had the most that. impact on me. I
0: had someone when I was 17, 18 years old, his name was Michael Wickett. He was a motivational speaker and I should Google him and see if he's still around. But he quit smoking in the midst of cassette tape learnings that I was subscribed Uh to. And to this day, I still say a mantra that he taught me at 18 years old. I never met him, but it was in the shower. I feel good. I feel great. I feel good. I feel just like basically training your mind. I was mindset centric even back then. But it's so cool, right? Like these people that were these heroes for us that showed us the next plateau and what was possible. For example, that's what you've been to me in this past week. And I would re- remiss if I didn't mention it. And while you're not my coach per se, because I've never invested in our sessions one-on-one, you've been very generous with me. And you helped, I think, talk me off an emotional ledge over the weekend. I left you a message and I was like, thank you for you know acknowledging my group because you had just sent me a little note like, hey, you're doing awesome because you encouraged me to start a community. And then it's been growing very quickly, this Facebook Live Challenge group. And then you just sent me a little note. Hey, it's going awesome. Proud of you or whatever. And then I sent you a note like, it's really stressful. It's so hard. How do you do it? I want to respond to everyone, but I can't. And then you sent me a message back and you just said something to the effect of, you are safe. You are enough. You're okay. It's going to be okay. And it was so comforting. And then you followed it up with actually voice messages. You guys, this was what Jake gave to me and I didn't even pay for it. So definitely take him up on a console, go to his website, check it all out. I mean, you are the real deal, my friend. And you've been such a beautiful angel in my life in ways that I could have never imagined. And I've been in the room and and I've seen you lead and I've seen how people respond to you. And I've been in your group now for a while, the community on Facebook, and we'll put all the links up for everyone to check you out. It's an honor and a privilege to have you here on the show, really.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate (laughs) that. Yes.
0: Okay. So we have to get up underneath your morning routine or any, maybe it's not even morning, your rituals and routines that help to optimize your epic mindset.
1: I think that for me, it is a morning routine. Absolutely. I do it right at the beginning. I'm up at six every morning and that's a challenge sometimes, but I-
0: Because you have a young son, right?
1: I He's about to be two. Oh, Jakey. Yep. (laughs) Jakey, Jake, Jake Jr.
0: Aww. Yeah, but
1: I'll tell you this: being up early has been a struggle for me in the last, uh, you know, couple of years. Yeah. But around mid-November of last year, I made a commitment to say, "Okay, I know how important my morning routine is, and I know that when I do my morning routine, which is exercising, and which is." getting my mindset right, which is priming my mind for the day, focusing Mm -hmm. on gratitude, focusing Mm -hmm. on the good, focusing on what I want to achieve instead of what I don't. And I need to do that every day. And I realized that with my busy schedule, so I used to be able to, you know what, if I pushed it back to seven, I can still do it. It wasn't a problem. But I realized that over the last year, as much as my business was growing, there are certainly some things in my personal just mindset and things like that and health that weren't going the way that I wanted them to go. Mm. You know, just like you were talking about before, there's that saying, new level, new devil.
0: That's right. I've never heard that, but I love that.
1: Okay. Every level you go, you go, great. This is awesome. I have what I want now. Now you have new problems.
0: Oh, it's so true.
1: You have a whole new level of problem. So all of a sudden I have this new level of problem. I wasn't able to do my morning routine in the way that I was before, and therefore it was affecting my health, it was affecting my mindset, it was affecting my happiness. So I made a commitment just back in mid-November that I needed to be up at 6 a.m. if I were gonna be able to do it. So I needed to have that hour of power, and the only way I could do that is if I was up at 6 a.m. So I have to say that since December 1st, other than a handful of holidays and maybe a sick kind of here or there, I haven't missed a single day wow. of being up at 6 a.m. and doing that hour of power. So that's how important it is to me that I've I've committed to it and made sure that it's happened. And I know this, when I do that, when I focus, I start the day with moving, with breathing, with gratitude. Mm. When I focus my day on that, when I start there at the beginning, drastically different than if I didn't.
0: Okay, I love that. And for everyone listening, this is so key because every single person that I've ever been inspired by has a very powerful morning routine, you know, because you do set your day up for success. You guys can't see it right now as you're listening, but behind Jake in Jake's office, it says, I am right. two most powerful words, but yet what's more powerful is what comes after it. So if you don't prime your mind and align your mind with your heart, right. And what you really want to get after then anything can happen versus you decide. And like you said, you committed, you decided and you did it. Not because you wanted to, but because you knew you had to. That's a must.
1: Yeah. Uh, here's the thing staying positive isn't easy.
0: No, it's not. It's not
1: easy. It's no. a lot easier to be negative. Sometimes <laughs> people look at positive people and kind of think that they're naive or they're, you know, something like that. And no. the truth is, is, they're working a lot harder. <laughs>
0: I guarantee you. If it. I
1: don't do that, I'm not my positive self. If I don't do that, I mm-hmm. start. I start you know, finding the problems. I start seeing things that are going wrong. I, I go into depression. I'm not in depression often, but when I'm not doing those things, I do slip there. I mm. slip there from time to time. People say, how do I get out of this if I'm depressed, if I'm going through? I'm not talking about clinical depression body. and those kind of things, but I'm talking about you normal person who's, who's just struggling. It's what you're doing day in and day out. Yes, I can say you can do this and this might fix it for the moment, but I'm talking about fixing this for real. Yeah. You need to be doing this day in and day out. It's what you did this morning. It's what you did yesterday. It's what you did the day before. If you want to have that positive attitude, we've got to train our brains to do it.
0: I love that. Repetition is the mother of skill that comes from our mutual, one of our mutual mentors, uh, Tony Robbins. And it's so true. And you know what? You just helped me connect the dots. Oh my gosh. I just had an aha. On Sunday, when I was experiencing that sort of emotional meltdown, (laughs) that's what I call it. It it really was. We've all been there. Yeah. And I was living there for about two weeks, but yet it looked on the outside. I was growing and exploding and all these things were happening and all those things did happen and they are happening and it is exciting. But inside I was in turmoil and like, how can I keep up? I can't do it. And you know, the phrase fight, flight, freeze. I was in freeze. Mm -hmm. But actually, just now you made me realize something in my frozenness. (laughs) I had only exercised one time in like nine days. Mm -hmm. And that's very unlike me. Normally, I'm a six day a weeker because it sets my mind up. Otherwise, I have a propensity to also go into some darkish thoughts. So I just connected those dots. Thank you for that. So for anyone listening, whatever your routine is, whatever, you know, makes you feel good. Do it right? Don't sell yourself short. Do it so that you can be optimized to get after your magic because there are lives to change. Okay. One final question, because the whole point of the podcast was because I was inspired by feeling fulfilled because at times I really do feel fulfilled when I'm conscious. And uh, I, I love to ask everybody their definition of it. What is your idea of it?
1: For me, fulfillment means that I am doing, I am going after something with a purpose. Mm -hmm. that I have a purpose and that that purpose at the same time is not taking away from the things that are the most important to me, my family, uh, my friends, my relationships, those things, my relationship with God, those things being number one, but that Mm -hmm. I am going after something and I'm continually growing Mm -hmm. and doing something that I care about. Mm -hmm. Living your passion is not about joy all the time. It's not about everything being so fun because it's not always fun. It's yeah. not always fun. There's work involved, but the work, you don't mind the work. If you're doing something that you care about, if you if the goal is something that matters to you, if you are going towards your North star. And I guess to me that fulfillment is really about purpose. Mm-hmm. Do I have a purpose that I am going towards? It's not about achieving. It's about progress. Yes. And that's what fulfillment is for me.
0: And that's what gets you up every morning at 6 a.m. despite the fact that it's not natural, right? I love that. (laughs) I love that. Such a pleasure. Now, you mentioned that you have a goodie for the listeners, which you guys are going to be so excited about this. Can you share and then I'll put it in the show notes so everyone gets this link?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. So I just created a new guide called Seven Steps to Grow Your Business Through Building a Thriving Community. Beautiful. And you can get that at speakerauthorcoach.net slash guide.
0: And I'll put the link in the show
1: notes, guys, so don't even worry about it. Perfect. This guide, it really shows you the how of like, okay, so Jake, you said go create a community, but, but what do I do then? Like, how right. do I do this? What does that really mean? So this guy to go through all those steps of what you're going to do, how you're going to attract your ideal clients. That, that's really what it comes down to is we don't want to just attract anyone. We want to attract our ideal clients. And that's what this is about.
0: I love that. And by the way, it's great advice because you encouraged me to do the same. And I didn't even know really what that would look like. And then as soon as I just allowed the possibility for it, right? I didn't, I didn't. Aim, aim, aim. I just like fire. (laughs) And then as soon as I launched the Facebook live challenge, I got really clear on actually what I want to focus on and truly build next and help people understanding the power of of video mastery because it is vital and it is critical. And by the way, Josh was extremely generous by giving me a, a shout out in my own group about, you know, just me giving and serving. And so you are, you are truly a man who walks your talk. And I'm so grateful for you, Jake. So thank you for coming on the show. I can't wait for everyone else to get to know you a little bit better
1: thank you so much i appreciate it and just want to say what you're doing here is incredible i love everything that you're putting out the energy that you have is amazing and i see you as someone who is people are magnetized to you and i told you this when our conversation at the summit but people are magnetized to you and people will continue to come to you and whatever you're doing will continue to grow and grow and grow And it's just, it's just happening. It is happening.
0: (laughs) I'll take that. Ah, arms wide open in gratitude. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend and you can head on over to iTunes to leave me a review. That would be so appreciated. And of course, if you'd like to reach me directly with any comments, questions, or feedback, you can do so at themindsetmashup.com. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to hearing from you.